Because we're going to have this cool thing that we're going to call Connect Sunday on October 22nd. And we have had these name, back, these name tags printed. And everybody will get to wear a name tag that day. And it will give us a chance to be able to know each other's names if we don't know them yet. Because we have a lot of newer people that maybe you've not had a chance to meet yet. And it will give you an, a chance to be able to say, hey, my name is, you know, and I'm so glad that you're here and it's nice to meet you, whatever their name is. Because a lot of times we get so busy on Sundays or we'll forget names or whatever. So it's going to be Connect Sunday and I'm super excited about it. It's going to be fun. Um, and who knows what is on October 15th. Yes, it is. Who's excited about All Nations Sunday? <laughs> She's, the crumbs are driving her crazy. I'm excited about All Nations. We love All Nations. If you want to be involved in the All Nations Flag Parade, please see me. We will have a practice for that. And um, it's not hard, but I just need anybody that wants to be involved has to be at least 13 and up. We just need teenagers and up um, just because we want to make sure that they're strong enough to hold the flags because some of these flags are a little bit heavy and we want to make sure that they're tall enough that they don't touch the ground. So if anybody wants to be involved, 13 and up, please see me. Um, we need lots of help because, Christy, we have lots of flags, don't we? We do. We have lots of flags. We have ordered new ones. We try to add every year. Um, and if you have, does anybody have questions about upcoming stuff, cool stuff that we have going You have a question? What is your question? She is like, uh, never mind. All right. So I'm going to pray. We're going to bless the food. And we're going to let you guys eat. This, this is, um, an impromptu sort of potluck, but everything fall that we love. And what I said was, is if you love chicken wings and it's fall and that's what you love, then that's what you bring. So um, I was busy and so I had to just get stuff from the store. I'm so sorry, I didn't have time to cook, but it's okay. So, all right, we're gonna pray and we're gonna bless it and then we're gonna eat and then we're gonna go to the Word and we are gonna talk about fall tonight. And it may twist your brain because it sort of twisted mine. So, <laughs> all right. We're going to, Sister Parks is coming in. They're just working so diligently up here. If you guys, um, if I forget to take, receive um, tithe and offering, please make sure you see Sister Karen or Nana um, to give that because sometimes I forget. So I'm just going to tell you, if I do forget, please see them. Don't forget to give. The Lord will bless you abundantly. All right, we're going to pray. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for tonight. God, I thank you for every lady, God, that was able to come out. That was for every lady that was able to join in tonight. God, I pray that you bless, God, our time together. Bless this food, God. I pray that you bring forth unity and love, God. Use us, God, for your kingdom and protect us from the enemy and the wiles out there that would try to make us fall. God, do a mighty work in this place. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, you guys, help yourself. Uh, don't be shy. It is here for you. And tell Dig in.
Never would have made it by Marvin Sapp. Oh, see, I hear some. I see some hands raising. Right, how many y'all know it like really know it like that? I like know like this much of it. Yeah, I know like I know like the the highlights of it like that. I know like the two lines.
just throw it off. <laughs> and the first, the
And so the Lord took me, if you know me, you know I'm all about an acronym. I love a good acronym. It's just kind of a weakness. If if I, I'm just an acronym kind of person. And I was like, Lord, we're, you know, it's fall and we're bringing fall foods. And I was super excited about that. And the Lord was like, yep, and you're going to use the acronym fall. I'm like, okay. I can, we can, there can be some cool stuff about fall, you know, like fun and family and faith and all the happy things. And the Lord was like, hmm, let me give you a scripture. And the scripture he gave me was 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3. And I was like, Jesus, really, can we, can we flip this and make it different? Because, <laughs> you know, I wanted to be happy and fluffy, but... The Lord really dealt with me about for us to not fall away, we have to know what to do. And I never want to walk away and think that I did not help us all from falling away or backing up or backsliding or just getting called in our spirit to where we're just kind of like, you know, I can go to the house of God where I don't have to. You know? So that's what's in my spirit, and that's where the Lord's taken me. And I think it's probably also stemming from Pastor's message on Sunday, the small remnant. We want to be that. I want to be that. If I can't be anything else, that's what I want to be. I want to be that remnant. And how can we be that remnant? is when we don't fall. So tonight, I'm going to talk about some things that we can do and put in our lives that will keep us from falling. All right, I'm going to read the scripture. Oh, Christy, I'm coming back. All right, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. The Bible tells us there's going to be a falling away. <clears throat> it's inevitable. But the Bible also tells us that there's a remnant that's going to be saved. And I'm going to read, Chrissy, do you have James 5, 19 through 20? Because um, yes. some people don't really believe that backsliding is in the word of God, but I'm going to show you it is. <laughs> Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him. I don't see that word in there. Maybe it's another version I read. Do you have Revelations 2, 4 through 5? Yes, ma'am. Maybe I read it in a different scripture. It's, um, um, it's Proverbs 14, 14, the one you're looking for. Yeah, that one. Ha, there it is. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. So I just want to talk a little bit about how we can prevent falling away. So it is positive, 
Because guess what? If we can implement some of these things in our life, then you will be defeating the enemy and you will have power and you will have things in place to not fall away from the things of God and to not backslide, to not wander, to not walk away. And sometimes we have to be equipped with some things in our life to be victorious. And so that's what I come to do today. I come to help you and give you some equipment to be able to stand against this world because the enemy's out there and he's trying to get all of us to do what he wants us to do. But we are determined we're going to be that remnant. I'm going to be that remnant. I want to be that remnant. And so some of these things, when I talk about this acronym, um, some of these things, if you implement them in your life, they're going to protect you. They're going to protect you from being stolen or from, from being persuaded or from being drawn or from being choked out. You know, because the Bible talks about all of those things that, you know, even us, you know, if, if I gain the whole world but lose my soul, you know, what have I done? And so that's what I want to talk about is some things that we have to set up in our life to prevent us from walking away. All right. So we're going to make Christy, what's um, Proverbs 5, 23? He shall die without instruction. And in his greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. That is not going to happen to us because we are going to get some instruction tonight. <laughs> and I promise you, um, I have prayed and I've asked God and I really feel that if we're intentional to implement some things in our spiritual life, then it will keep us. That we don't have to walk away. That we don't have to be tripped up. And we don't have to be, you know, the Bible says that, that, that Satan is roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. Well, guess what? If you don't think he's coming after you and you're a child of God in the Holy Ghost field, I got news for you. Yeah, he's going to try. But what we have to do is we have to have instruction to understand what to put in our lives that he can't trip us up. All right. So I told you, I promised you I was going to use the word fall. Here we go. F. Focus. If we focus on the things of God and not the things of this world, one way that we fall away is when we get our eyes off of the Lord and we put our eyes on the things of this world. If we get so caught, if our heroes are out there and our heroes aren't in the house of God, if our heroes are on TV and our heroes aren't in the, in the prayer room, if our heroes are who is in Hollywood, but our heroes are not in the house, we're tempted to fall away because we think that is so cool and they're doing all these cool things and they're making all this money and they're, you know, they're living in these mansions and they're driving all these fancy cars and, you know, but what happens is when we get our, our eyes off of the things of God, if we're not focused on the things of God, that's when we can walk away. Colossians 3, 2 through 10. Sister Jacqueline, will you read it? Set your affection on things above, 
focus. The Bible says, oh, Christy, can you flip back just one second? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. If we set our if we set our affections, you know, how many of you I, I met a lady at conference. Well, I knew her, but we we got to reconnect. And, and she said, she said, I'm telling you, she said she's lost some people in her life and some things have gone on, and it's just really been a struggle. And she said, I don't ever say, oh, I love your dress, or oh, I love my car. Or, oh, I love my house. This scripture. And I'm not saying, like, if you say that, you know, because I have a tendency to say things like that. But, but I'm just saying, her point was, she's so passionate about setting her affections on the things of God. That she won't even say that she loves the things of this world. So, whatever it is, you know. She said, I love my children. And I love my husband, and I love my friends, and I love my family. She said, but things of this world, I, I'm not even going to say. That's how passionate she is about focusing on the things of God. So that's one thing that we can put in our little, you know, our little fall treasure chest to prevent us from falling, is focusing. Get your focus on God and the things of God and the Word of God, and those things in the house of God. You know, if you're a musician, don't use that for the world. Because God gave that to you for His glory. If you're a singer, don't use that for the world. Don't go down that train. Focus your talents and focus everything that you are on the things of God. And that will prevent you, that will help prevent you from wandering away and from walking away and from going astray. Does anyone have anything to add to that while I'm there? I'll stop for a second if there's interjection. Mr. Jock Queen has interjection. <laughs> That was just her example, but 
That's how extreme she is about making sure she's setting her affections on the things above and not on the things of this world. You know, because when we love the things of this, I mean, the Bible does say love not the things of this world. You know, I mean, it does tell us that, so it is Bible. Um, you know, but even in that, it's got to be a spirit thing. It's got to be in your heart. You know, your affections have to be that God's things are always first. You know, that the God stuff. You know, I mean, you can think Hobby Lobby's cool, because I do. You know, I like Hobby Lobby a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot. You know, and I like Dunkin', and I like coffee, and, you know, all those things. But we have to get to the point that the love is all set on the affections for Him. You know, we can't be so absorbed with the things of this world that we just, that they take over. Because we can only fill our vessel with so much stuff. And when we fill our vessel with all the wrong things, there's not enough room for the right things. Sister Joy. That's, that's instruction. That's what we're doing. We're instructing on how not to fall away. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let all of your affections be set on the things of God. You know, um, I have seen people fall away, you know, from all different manner, plethora of things. You know, whether anywhere from education or to a boyfriend or to whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things that can draw us away because we love that more than we love the things of God. And we can't ever get there because that's where you start drifting away is when you fall in love with something else that you love more than the things of God. And that's where we have to be careful that we keep a balance in all things, that God is always, always first, no matter what it is. So focus, that's our F. All right, let's go to A. Accountability. Ooh, I like this one. A lot of times when we live for God, we don't have this one in our life. A lot of times we don't have this set up in our life. And if you don't have accountability to somebody in, in um, I don't want to say authority because I don't like to use that word. But somebody, a leader in your life, a mentor in your life, somebody that has been there and done that, somebody that you love and that you respect and that they have proven that, you know, they've lived for God for a whole minute and they have been through some things and they understand. And so what I'm talking about is that elder in your life. You know, we all need that accountability because if we don't have it, we can just dilly-dally and do whatever we want to do and think nobody ever knows. But when we have that accountability, when we have somebody that's like, hey, how are you? But the thing about accountability is we have to be honest. If we're not honest in accountability, it's not really accountability, right? Because then it's just, you know, whatever it is. All right, James 5 and 16. Let's see what the Bible says. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. 
the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So the Bible says, confess your faults one to another. That's accountability. You know, we all need somebody in our life that we can go to and confess those faults one to another. Okay, you'll hear me teach this a million times. If depend on how many times you hear me, I promise you, I'll say this because it's important. Accountability cannot be this way. It cannot be your peers because your peers are not going to hold you accountable. Okay, your peers will not do it. It has to go this way. You have to go up. So your bestie for the restie cannot be your accountability partner because guess what? They're probably not going to tell you when it's right or when it's wrong, and they may not shoot it straight. But an elder, a leader, a mentor, the man of God in your life, they'll tell you, you know what, I love you, but you know that's not right. You know, I love you, but you know you can't go there or do that or say that or act that way or cut up and do what, all the things. You know what I'm saying? You can't. We all have to have somebody in our life that is that close to us that can look us in the face and say, I love you, but you know the Word of God says whatever the Word of God is saying about that situation. And if we don't have that, we're tempted to fall away because we don't have that accountability in our life. We don't have that person that we are brutally honest with. And sometimes it can get kind of yucky, ugly, and we don't want to be honest. But if we're not honest and accountable, we can be drawn away because we're hiding sin. And that when, when we have something in our life that's sinful, then that's where the enemy can, oh, he can really get in. He can wiggle his way in there because he knows he's got, he's got a little open door. And now he can keep moving on, you know, because now you're ashamed and you don't want to be accountable. So now you just keep deep, you know, digging deeper, a, deep, a deeper pit. And then you wind up backing up further and further from God. So the first one was what? Focus on the things of God. The second one is what? Let's go read another scripture. Galatians 6 and 12. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law. Okay, let me tell you this. This is why Sister C says, please do not go this way. This way. Don't go to your buddies. Don't go to your best friend. Don't go to your peer. Don't go to whoever it is that you hang out on the phone and text every day, all day long, because they may not tell you the truth. Okay? And lest you be tempted. The Bible tells us to restore such a one. Okay? That's Bible. That's what the Word of God says. But it also says, Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. If it is something you can't handle, and you're trying to mentor somebody in a situation that is bigger than you are, or it's a familiar spirit in your life, and you keep going this way, your mentor, your friend, your bestie, your whatever it is, they might fall too. 
and both of you walk away. That's why always go up. Don't go this way. Because they can't be accountable for you. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Please tell me. Please tell me that makes sense. Yes. Okay, good. All right. Let's go see what L says. Line up with the Word of God. All right. James 1, 22. I had a bunch of scriptures for this one. Be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. If it's in the Word of God, it's pretty much that plain. Be doers of the Word. You know, the Bible tells us that we should, if there are any sick among you, go to the elders. And that doesn't just mean if your body's sick. If you are spiritually sick, if you are spiritually struggling, don't sit there and think, I'll get through this. I can do this by myself. Don't hide those things because you think you got it. And the devil's like, oh, no, you ain't got it. Because I'm about to trip you up. That's why there's so many scriptures about going to the elders and going to those and confessing and letting them help you. Because they're there for you. So that you don't have to be torn away or drawn away or led away or walk away. Because that's not what God wants for us. Alright, Matthew 4. 4. Who wants to read it? Lining up with the Word of God. If the Word of God tells us don't go there, don't go there. It's kind of simple. You know, I'm sort of one of those like people that's like, let's don't make it so difficult that I have to figure out, oh my goodness, how, do I, how am I supposed to do this and how am I supposed to do that? And how, I don't, I'm never going to know all the ins and outs and I'm never going to know how to do all these things. It's kind of simple. If the Bible says it, we do it, we believe it, settles it. It's sort of that easy, you know? And I think sometimes we make living for God so difficult that people feel like they can't live for God. It really isn't that hard, you know? Just whatever the Bible says, that's what you do, and there you go. Just roll with it, you know? Okay, let's go see what 2 Timothy says. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. There again, lining up. The word of God is good for all these things. It's going to reprove you. It's going to rebuke you. It's going to encourage you. It's going to make you feel, you know, blessed and highly favored. And then it's going to be like a two-edged sword. <laughs> and it's going to cut you, under, you know, asunder. It's going to cut going in. It's going to cut coming out. And then it's going to lift you up again. And it's going to be all the things in your life. And that's the way the Word of God works. Because it's developing us into being His bride. Because that's what we're all trying to be. Last scripture, Isaiah 28 and 10. For precept upon precept. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. The word of God can't ever be taken out of context or as a smorgasbord. I can't make the word of God say what I want the word of God to say. 
if the Bible is very clear, then I have to just let the Bible be clear. And I don't need to twist it, and I don't need to try to take this scripture over here and put it with this scripture over here and think that this one cancels this one out because the Word of God doesn't cancel itself out. The Word of God is true. It is the infallible Word of God from the beginning to the end. So if you see this scripture and it says blah, 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 whatever it is, it's saying don't do this or don't go there or don't whatever, whatever it is, and then you see another one that's talking about but he looks on the heart of the man. He does. But that didn't negate the scripture over here that's still saying, you know, don't let any um, foul communication come out of your mouth. Yes, he's looking at your heart, but I promise you your, your mouth can get you in trouble. You know, so, so none of the scriptures are going to negate themselves. They're all going to work together to build us and to perfect us and to make us what he wants us to be. And so we can't just think, oh, well, you know, this scripture is going to cancel this scripture out. And I don't have to do that. I don't have to, you know, whatever. I don't have to watch my temper. That's actually not a Bible. Because the Bible tells us, you know, that we are supposed to be long-suffering. And that we are supposed to, you know, hold ourselves in meekness and humility. And we are supposed to have those fruit of the Spirit. You know? And I can't just be like, you know, well, Jesus turned the tables over. Yeah, he did. He sure did. He did that one time in the Word of God. How many times have you gotten mad and stomped your feet and just, you know, ran out the door and acted like a person that probably shouldn't have done that? <laughs> you know? And we always want to go, well, when Jesus turned the tables over, okay, I get that. Yes, he did. That's Bible. But they were also selling in the house of God. And also, he's Jesus. We're not. And Christy. And also, he's Jesus. <laughs> and we're not. But you know, they were selling in his house. And they were making his house a den of thieves. You know, we just get hot and think we can blow off the handle and chew somebody out just because they got my pickles on my hamburger and I asked for no pickles. That is not Bible. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We got to make sure that we're lining up with the Word of God in all things. You know, none of us have the right or the excuse to just act however we want to act and just tell folks off and just do it how we want to do it just because that's the way I am. No, what's the Word of God say we need to be? That's how I want to be. To be like the Lord. To be like Jesus. I have to put my flesh under subjection. Because if you got flesh, all of us have it. You know when you're going to get sassy there in a minute. You feel it. And you know, ladies, we know that better than anybody. Because we'll get sassy. Well, that's not Bible. I'm sorry. It's, it's what happens with us sometimes. But it's not the word of the Lord. And so that's where we have to remember, keep my flesh under subjection. Take all thoughts under the power and the subjection of the Holy Ghost. Because if I feel myself getting, you know, all tore up about something, i got to be like, hold on, I'm about to mess up. I'm about to say something that I shouldn't say. And that's where we got to check ourselves every time with the Word of God. What's the Bible say? Should I lose my mind like that on somebody at Walmart? Probably not. Probably wasn't the thing I was supposed to do. I'm just saying, you know, 
Yes, they might have burned your steak and it came out well done and you asked for that joker to be bleeding. But does that mean, does that mean that we should be able to be like, ah, ah, you know, uh-uh, no, 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 that's our old man. We gotta walk in the newness of life. We gotta walk in the things God's called us to, Sister Janice. Yeah. 